Here we go. Join me and together we can rule the galaxy. Well, no wonder you're late. Why, this clock is exactly two days slow. Hello and welcome to Behind the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and I have my sister. No, I don't. I do not have my sister today. Don't worry, we did not get rid of her, but uh, she's traveling on the road. Uh, so I have my former college roommate and uh, former co-worker, I guess, at Disney, but Logan Stump. Hi. <laughs> I've replaced her, so no, i she'll be back, everyone. Next week. Uh, yeah, next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we will introduce you to Logan. Uh, he worked at... Tell, you want to tell him where you worked at, I guess? Yeah, so I worked... 2013, I was Jordan's uh, roommate, and I worked at Festival of the Lion King, my first program. And then my second program was 2015, right after Jordan left. I worked at, uh, uh, in Fantasyland as a merchandise cast member. Sweet. And then you worked at downtown for a little bit. Yeah. Then I yeah. And then after that, I worked at Chapel at Disney Springs, and uh, that was a short-lived opportunity. And then I moved on to teaching, so that's what I'm doing now. Yes, and he will be teaching us all day here. Yes, yeah, so this will be an interesting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask Logan a few questions that we've already gone over with uh, over the course of the. 10 weeks now that I've been doing this. So we'll start with what is your favorite Disney character? Uh, my favorite Disney character is actually the Mad Hatter. And, and you did that. I feel so. That was, a, <laughs> that was like a tribute to me. I think it was, it was a shot at me. So, to our, to our yeah, number one It's always fan. been the Mad Hatter. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's always been the Mad Hatter. All right, awesome. Is there a particular reason? Because I know you don't you don't like the movie that much, right? It's not yeah, like your I favorite like movie. movie. I don't like Alice in Wonderland at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like uh, Mad Hatter because uh, before our first program, actually, and I don't think I ever did it when I was in the apartment, unless I was playing Pokemon and watching it at the same time. But um, <laughs> I actually watched a bunch of the Disneyland uh, videos and the roaming characters and the mm. Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter in Disneyland is probably the funniest character I've ever seen on video. And then we met him in person and it was fantastic. And I think that's why he ended up being my favorite, but I absolutely cannot stand Alice in Wonderland. So, um, yeah, cause we funny. went to, we went to, uh, what, 1900 park fair. Yeah. And we got to meet yeah. him there. So, yeah, yeah, we, uh, that's the, cause I remember you guys were like, we got to meet him. We got to meet him. So we've all went to park fair and met him. So that was the first time I ever met him. And I thought, wasn't it like, uh, he almost like we thought he wasn't going to be there. Like there was a time where yeah, like yeah 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 because there was a thing that's like he was uh, I forget what she yeah like in traffic or something I don't know it was strange like it was something out of character uh, said he like stuck in traffic or something I don't I don't remember the lady was trying to tell us that uh, one of the Pooh Bear characters were going to take over I was like oh great <laughs> <laughs> but I remember sitting at the table and all three of you guys were bummed out because we couldn't meet him so. Um, you're like, man, we brought you here for that reason. Yep, and it worked out, though. Us, so. <laughs> yeah. so. Okay, favorite movie? 
of Lion King. I, I, I might be biased towards Lion, but yeah, after I worked there and having watched the movie, Lion King's always been my favorite. So favorite movie was Lion King, we got that. Okay. Favorite Pixar film? Favorite Pixar film? I'm, I think I'm going to go with Coco. All right. I think Coco's my favorite now. And we'll get into that review later on in there, because uh, we both saw it. Um, all right, so uh, so don't go too into why it is your favorite. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> no, no, that's the so, thing. I was like, are so we gonna later. give some spoilers? <laughs> we'll, we'll do a we'll do a general review for like a little bit. Yeah. And then we'll do a spoiler review after we tell people that there's going to be spoilers. Okay, that sounds good. Um. Okay, favorite theme park. Uh, Epcot. Yeah, I, I like food and wine i like all the festivals i like that they're trying to do a festival year round now we actually just went to the holiday one and it's i mean it's very similar to food and wine they have the different booths and they have different holiday food so i think that that and the festival of the arts and then flower and garden back to back to back to back now it's uh it's probably my favorite part i think there's always something going on plus i like the i like the different rides there, like soren and test track so and plus now there's going to be guardians and uh probably much more so. ratatouille yep yeah oh yeah yeah ratatouille and um rumors of much more things to come i guess awesome okay uh favorite attraction favorite attraction i think splash mountain i've got a weird nostalgic feeling towards splash mountain i think that it was one of my first rides as a kid i remember because it was the only one that i wasn't scared to go on uh, <laughs> for some reason even though the screaming that's right. my sister my sister will not ride but she doesn't like that one <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right and i don't know why it was, it, a lot of people i think it's that that drop that you can see uh, i think mm-hmm. it's that initial feeling like oh no they're they're screaming and yelling they don't like it um but actually it was one of the only ones that i would go on because remember i would i hadn't gone on any of the roller coasters because you guys took me on space mountain yeah we took time. you on space mountain you're very fond of <laughs> with the red card so yeah, with um, the red card. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, you guys introduced me to a lot. Like that's the thing I tell people all the time. I said without Jordan and Matt, really, I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known much about Disney because you guys had been way more than I had. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you guys broke me into the different rides. Sweet. Um, trying to think of what other questions I had done at the beginning of episodes. Okay, I know you don't watch a lot of the Marvel stuff, but what's your favorite Marvel hero? I think I know the answer to this. So. Iron Man. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man. I like Robert Downey Jr. Anything he's in, I've got to see it. So, um, yeah, I'm not a huge Marvel fan, but um, like I've not seen the new four. I haven't seen a lot of the movies, so uh, that should be interesting to get in talk about Black Panther that I probably won't see for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, your favorite... Oh, we'll do a different one here that I haven't done yet, but your favorite Star Wars character. Oh, man, that's tough. Cause it's... <sighs> There's so many. I think... I, I don't know. I'm a sucker for Kylo. I like his uh, temper tantrums. I, I was Darth, but once they introduced Kylo Ren, he's just so mysterious and unique. I think I like him better than Darth. He's got much more of a backstory, I think, that I'm curious about than Darth did. Yeah. I think because Darth, Darth was kind of predictable. Um, mm-hmm. Kylo's not so much. So I think that's why I like him the best. 
Yeah, Team Kylo Ren. I love Kylo Ren. Yeah. My favorite character growing up, though, was always Obi-Wan. He was my favorite Jedi. Really? Yeah, yeah I loved yeah, Obi-Wan. I, guess I, I, and then I, I grew up really in the good. prequel times, too, so it was... Yeah, Ewan McGregor, so yeah. it's like, um, I think he did a good job with Obi-Wan. Yeah, I think when I was little, Obi-Wan was the man, and then as I got a little older, Darth Vader was cool, but... Um, yeah, you like yeah, the bad Kylo's boys, there. yeah. Yeah, I like the bad guys, yeah. I like the, <laughs> I'm a sucker for the Count Dooku and all of them, so... All right, and then um, how about this one? What's one thing you would do as the CEO of the company? Uh, um, I think make something Big Hero 6. I'd change Epcot's uh, future world into more Big Hero 6 stuff. I think people would enjoy that. And plus, it's just not at any of our domestic parks. It's kind of the forgotten movie. So yeah. I think I would change a lot of it to Big Hero 6. They need something Big Hero 6, whether it's a roller coaster where you're flying around with Baymax or one of those soaring deals. Um, it needs something with Big Hero 6. Meet the characters. So, exactly. Yeah, they're forgotten. All right. Well, I think that is a good introduction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't think of uh, other big favorite stuff that we can go over. Oh, how about your favorite? Uh, this is one we did before, but I, it was like the first episode. What is your favorite song? Disney song. Song? Yeah. Um, Probably Circle of Life, I think. I think Circle of Life is one that resonates with me everywhere I go. You heard so, that like every day. Uh, that I heard every day, so <laughs> I know. I even know the weird saying, the African sayings that they did. So, um, yeah, I think Circle of Life is by far my favorite. All right, awesome. Okay, so we will go into the news, so we'll cue the theme song. Extra, extra, read all about it. Most of this is going to be us talking about Coco and oh, yeah. Star Wars Battlefront. But for our, for our news uh, today, we got Black Panther meet and greets coming to Disneyland. Uh, there's no date on that yet, but the movie comes out in February, so it's probably going to be sometime around then. Um, man, I wish that we could have this stuff in Disney Disney World, Divot Universal. away from all i mean just all, all the characters that they get to meet they'll let the only one we get to meet here is uh yeah other, is star lord and group yeah yeah star lord and group yeah and, they had doctor strange uh at one point too yeah i don't think he lasted very long no, mm -hmm. no i don't know it's strange to me just the fact that i mean they're gonna have to do that i think over at disneyland because of the the paradise or the pixar pier coming so they're gonna have to add something that makes people want to go yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so that, uh, that's Black Panther meet and greet coming to Disneyland. I do have actually, I just found this. This wasn't, I did not know about this until uh, about when we start recording. But there's actually going to be a new major attraction at Disneyland Paris in 2024. So something to look forward to in the next uh, seven years. Um, yeah, I heard something about it. Like, it was a major one that people don't think would come, but it did. Yeah, it's a new attraction, which will be one of, uh, which, uh, so we don't know what the attraction is or what of the two Paris parks it's at. 
It is part of the $2.4 billion investment in the parks following the Walt Disney Company taking full ownership. Um, some people were thinking it would be the Tron ride that they're building in Magic Kingdom and in Shanghai. Uh, but they're saying that that is most likely not the new attraction that they're speaking of. Um, something larger and original for Paris. According to Forbes.com. So, hmm, I wonder what that could be. That's a big investment. That's a huge chunk of change to throw into a ride or who knows different kind of rides so yeah yeah i hope it's not tron they they i think they need to leave that alone they need to yeah they definitely need to stop uh i like it more when right when the parks have different stuff yeah they're duplicating yeah, a lot. I don't, yeah i don't want everything duplicated no. yeah i know you've always felt pretty harshly about that because you you would always say that you don't you hope they don't bring one to the other because it knocks down the originality to it. Yeah, well then I would have no reason to go to Paris <laughs> if it's the same. Yeah, that, yeah it's true. It's the it's same thing. Why, why? You know, <laughs> go to Disneyland Shanghai because they've got everything we don't. Yeah, well I want to. I definitely want to. Yeah. Oh, I definitely do too. But uh, we'll see if my, I can. Yeah, my goal is to that. hit all of them, but we'll we'll see. Maybe we can go together and knock down the price. Yeah, yeah, just uh, what we could do, we could stack on top of each other with a large trench coat. That way we only buy one yes. ticket, right? Yes, <laughs> just, yes, yeah. Just go in And then we can, you know, we can buy those plane tickets and then we can get uh, through security. I'm sure they won't notice Yeah, the yeah, eight-foot no. person. Yeah, they're not going to, they're not going to question it. No. Not in these times. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> All right, so that is our park news pretty much. I don't have much park news. A lot of it's going to be on the movie and TV show side. Um, so one big news that, that came out is not not the best look is the John Lasseter stuff. Uh, him taking a leave of absence from the Walt Disney World Company and Pixar uh, due to claims of sexual harassment. Um, I guess is how we could classify that. Um, so, yeah, he's the latest of the Hollywood executives to be uh, named in these scandals. So it just makes me wonder, you know, will they, are, are Disney taking the six-month hiatus from him in order to see if it will die down and they hire, you know, like, and they can continue? Because, I mean, his track record, you know, once he took over Walt Disney Studios is Bolt, Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Winnie the Pooh, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, Utopia, Moana. It's a pretty good track record. Right. But, you know, you also can't just have somebody doing this type of stuff. Uh, you know, especially when it's such a big studio that's based on its family friendliness. Uh, you, you know, I'm sure they did not want this scandal issue so they you know they put them on you know for six months out but um it looks like some of the articles are naming other people that could take over i'll have to pull that up but what's your thoughts on this Logan? it's just i think it's just very careless i mean it's he's in he's probably the most well known of the any of the imagineer heads or the the pixar animation heads it's 
and that's what they said. They said that it's not just replacing an animator or the head, you know, the director. It's just basically changing Imagineering because they look to him a lot to say, hey, you know, is this a good idea? Should we put this in our parks? And I don't know. You lose, you lose a pretty brilliant man as far as creativity, but you, uh, you can't afford to have somebody that's going to do that kind of stuff. And now the dominoes will just fall. And I guess the good thing is, from what I've heard and read and uh, what we talked about some is that uh, they're going to replace him with one of his own guys so I don't know if creativity will take much of a hit but you sure hate to lose somebody like that yeah and that list of people is Pete Doctor from Inside Out Andrew Stanton who directed Wally, Brad Bird who directed The Incredibles um, and I think he also directed Tomorrowland um, and Darla Anderson who is a Pixar veteran who worked on Coco so, I mean, Andrew Stanton, he's a big director. He's also directed Stranger Things on Netflix. Um, he's directed a few Pixar films, Wally, I think, being the most standout one there. You got Pete Docter, who did Inside Out. I'm actually surprised that Lee Unkrich's name is not on here after doing Toy Story 3 and Coco. Um, yeah, just surprised he's not on the short list there. Especially over Brad Bird, who I feel like really all he's done is Incredibles and Tomorrowland. Uh, that are Disney, anyway. Let's see. Yeah, I know that the, they had two writers that were writing for Toy Story 4. Um, Rashida Jones and Will McCormick. That uh, They said they didn't leave because um, amid all these allegations. They didn't leave because of sexual harassment. They left because... They did not see eye to eye with Pixar. Yeah. They said that Lasseter's tended to have a hot temper um, that he used to get into it with a lot of people, and they think that that kind of slows down what Pixar was able to do. And they called it an all boys club or something because it wasn't. It shows preferential treatment to the white males, and that was about it. They said that there what there was only one director in Disney Animation Studios that was. Uh, on Brave, and they fired her because she didn't get along with Lasseter. Oh, okay. So there's been one out of 19 or something that they did before that that he fired. So it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> definitely interesting. Um, yeah, so hopefully that means that. I mean, one thing I'll say is that it might have been time for his time to come anyway. It feels like. We were starting to get into a spot where, yes, we had a lot of originality from when he first took over, but it seems like now we're getting into that period where it's a lot of sequels. Uh, you got, uh, you know, because Gigantic was knocked off the board. They're not doing that one anymore. That was going to be their next original. But now you got uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 next year. Frozen 2 in 2019. During that time, you also have Incredibles 2 from Pixar and Toy Story 4 from Pixar, and we're looking at four releases with no original film out of those. Yes, that's scary, though. <laughs> I mean, you and I talk, like, you were just talking about that earlier, that you, you there, it seems like the sequels really have a hard time staying afloat, so it's, it's scary to think that there's not any original content, but you and I talked about that also when we were talking about Coco, so... Mm -hmm. But we'll get into that why we enjoyed that so much. Yeah, and it was it's just crazy how many like sequels there's been recently, especially from Pixar that used to never do sequels. Um, 
you know, what was her last sequel besides Dory? Dory, uh, right before that, they had Monsters University, and before that, oh, they had right. Cars 2. Cars 2 was awful. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I just bought it, though, so listeners, I will oh, be watching there, that. Yeah. And I bought Cars 3, so I'll be watching that as well. Yeah, you'll like Cars 3. See, that's the thing. Cars 2 wasn't what people thought, but I enjoyed Cars 3. Yeah, and I'm trying to think here, you know... Yeah, it just seems like... I'm I'm just looking at my Blu-rays as I'm talking here. It helps me find which ones are... You know, I have them in release order here, so... I can easily look at the list of, of movies that were out. Um, yeah, listeners should know that you should post that one time. <laughs> listeners should know that Jordan's ex- his extensive collection of Blu-ray uh, DVDs and Disney DVDs are yeah. It's taking uh, up almost awesome. two shelves now. I had to <laughs> I had to move some movies that weren't Disney to fit on uh, some of these Disney ones I just bought. Did you ever tell them what perk you're trying to work towards? No, I haven't. But you know, there's a reward. If you get all these points, I have enough for it, but I'm trying to get to the higher tier of it. Uh, but it's, um, you know, a trip over to take a tour of the Walt Disney World, uh, not Walt Disney World, Walt Disney's Animation Studios in California. That's where I'm working my Lucky. way to. You're almost there. You're not, you're close. <laughs> yeah, I'm only 3,000 points away from the biggest prize, which is taking like eight people with you or something. Yeah, live podcasts. Yeah, live, I have enough for the call I have enough for the four people. Uh, yeah, live stream. Yeah, live stream it. Facebook Live. Go on Facebook Live. I'm sure yeah. they would love that. There. They would. No, everybody would love. Yeah, no, I'm sure they would. They'd be like, uh, sir, you have to turn that off. Your access. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want to show you what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. John John Lasters <laughs> running around out here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. I'm I'm kind of excited to see if maybe somebody else steps up. Maybe they stop the sequels as much because you know, you know there was a Frozen short in front of this Coco movie. Oh man, yeah. I but I would rather have the shorts than a, a full-on sequel. I think. Yeah, and because, I think what we're gonna get into later too is the, the stuff Disney Channel's doing is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have that type of stuff than an actual, like, sequel. I think the only one that really lends itself to a full-on sequel is Big Hero 6, because it's a superhero-type setup. You know? Right. Frozen 2, I mean, you already had the, Frozen, you already had the characters have an arc, and I like just popping in and seeing them every so often. Uh, same thing when they did Tangled, Ever After, when you, like, saw them get married. Uh, it's just nice to see, like, little, like, oh, here's what they're doing now, but I don't need a full another 90 minutes of it, you know? <laughs> like, no, I agree. I agree. It's just, uh, it's like, it's a bigger microscope they'd be under if they just release one sequel and then they don't, they just leave them alone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it'd definitely be nicer just to have a, a full on, uh, just shorts, you know. Uh, now one, we'll get into it when we talk about the movie, I think, but, uh, I enjoyed the short in front of it. I just thought it was a little long. A little yeah. long. It was 21 <laughs> minutes. It was, yeah, it was a lot longer than I think people expected it to be. Yeah, I, it's like I could feel the theater getting restless a bit during it. But um, I know a lot of people hated it. I thought it was all right. But uh, it could have just aired on ABC or Freeform as 25 Days of Christmas or something. Right, instead. yeah, it definitely could have. 
like they used to do with the Toy Story stuff, uh, you know, um, the Toy Story the, Time for the God, Halloween the stuff. Halloween Toy Story Terror, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then, and they need to, I think they need to stick to Sean Mickey Mouse originals. Um, I, I like those. That'd the be best. so awesome. The yeah, get a horse in front of Frozen. That's the whole reason we I went to see Frozen with you guys, was to see that short. What, what was it? it the was, Mickey it? Mouse, get a horse. The one that was like, it started oh, out as a right. black and yeah. white and then turned into a 3D. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. It was right after we saw Neil Patrick Harris and we, we went to go see uh, Frozen. Yeah. Did you walk out of the theater thinking that was going to be something? I thought it was awesome. I didn't know it was going to blow up the way it did. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can remember walking out and we... Uh, I think I downloaded the album like right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I I downloaded it. Well, I used Spotify to listen to it. And I remember talking to Joy, and I was like, "You have to go see this movie." And then <laughs> I, we went. I just took her once I got back from Florida. Yeah. Yep. All right, and then we have uh, Coco was released on Wednesday officially. Tuesday was the preview showings. And it has reached, uh, let's see how much, pulling up the box office here. Well, it grossed $40.8 million in its first three days. Uh, so it came in first because uh, Justice League pulled in $35.5 million. And projections show Coco will end up with a five-day holiday of about $71 million. Which will, you know, it's still behind Frozen and Moana, but, uh, you know, still comes in first. So, <laughs> pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it got a huge, it got a huge uh, box office from Mexico. They said Mexico never gets. Yeah, that it broke kind of box records. Office. Yeah, it broke records. That's incredible. Yeah, you said that last last podcast, I think, that yeah. it was tremendously popular over there well it's, i figured it would be but yeah definitely with the um with the uh you know the way it you know takes place there and how they have um the culture there everybody could i you know identify with it what were your expectations going in when you first stepped into the theater what did you think you were getting into um, I thought I was getting into a standard Pixar movie with tons of heart, you know. Um, I knew I was probably going to cry. I was right. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, but I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. That's yeah, I, I, I remember because we, we went, uh, I went with Ashley, my girlfriend, and she, uh, she thought it was an all boys movie, which a lot of people think it is. Like it's a, it's like a young boy coming of age kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never got that feeling. Um, yeah. As, as a coming to age, more of a finding your, who you are kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I know Joy wanted to go see it when the first trailer came out because it has so much to do with music, and she's like a music major. So, um, 
and she sings and she plays guitar and so she, that that hit home to her I think a lot in it. Um, it has a lot of relatable stuff, and uh, we'll get into that once we get past these next two items, which are new Star Wars uh, stills and TV spots. Um, so EW, you know, TV spots coming out like every day now for it, TV commercial. Um, but EW released some new uh, images that you can check on the website. Um, it shows, you know, Rose and um, Finn with BB-8, it looks like. Um, you know, on the casino planet of Canto Bite, there's Luke watching Rey with her lightsaber. Um, I'll be able to tell you the next thing when the page loads. <laughs> on the same page, it's Kylo Ren standing behind Rey. Because um, then the next page is like a blank ad. Yeah, okay, um, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Then... Yep, so then there's, Rey, you know, Kylo Ren in the background, kind of blurred with Ray there. Um, Ryan Johnson on set with Carrie Fisher. Uh, you know, Leia talking to Poe. Looks like a dire circumstance there. <laughs> Another ad. <laughs> um, uh, Holdo. Yeah, Admiral Hodo, Holdo. Played by Laura Dern. Uh, a cool... Uh, space shot of them going into hyperspace there. And then Ray with the lightsaber in the rain. But yeah, tons of cool images. You know, Kylo Ren holding his helmet before he smashes it in the wall. The gorilla AT walkers. And then the covers. The Entertainment Weekly. And there's tons of articles on there. We're not going to go over each, each article, but Tons of articles um, from Anthony Bresnikin, who always does the Star Wars coverage for Entertainment Weekly. What a job. I'd love to have that job. <laughs> oh, it'd be incredible. Being able to talk to the cast and write about Star Wars. Yeah, and, and they, they kind of leak information as the weeks get closer and closer to the yeah, movies. Because a lot of those... Good. A lot of those images... Uh, that you were reading off have cool little excerpts beside them that tell you uh, what the characters have said about what's yep. going on in the scenes. Um, I think the most interesting one, though, that I saw was the fact that uh, Ray's standing in front of Kylo, but she doesn't seem to be scared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She seems to be more like, uh, I'll listen to what you got to say. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, he was actually, Anthony Bresnikin was the one that originally, like you said, when they leaked, uh, he was the one that officially unveiled their names back in 2015. No, what year was it? 2014, after they showed the first trailer of The Force Awakens. Uh, he was the one that released those old-looking tops cards that had, like, the names of the characters on it, where it's like, Ray's on her speeder. Uh, Finn, oh, yeah, yeah. Finn escaping the First Order and uh, Poe and Kylo Ren. You know, like, he, he was the one that we, when we first got the looks at what their actual names were, he was the one that got to release those. So, pretty awesome. Yeah, he, he's just, <laughs> like you said, what a job that'd be. So. All right, and our last bit of news here, it's not really big news, just Big Hero 6 Baymax Return aired on 1120 
on Disney XD. So if you have the Disney XD app or you have a subscription to Disney XD, you can watch it on the app. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but I am hoping to sit down and watch it sometime soon. Yeah, I watched. It's on. There's one on because I don't have X. I don't have cable, but I, I mm-hmm. found it on YouTube, and I watched like the first half of it, and it's it really does. It pays real tribute to the actual film, and then it gets into new stories, and it, it kind of reminds me. Did you ever watch Teen Titans? I've seen bits and pieces of it as a kid. Yeah, but I it, it reminds it. me a lot of that because they have they have cool storylines to go with it, but mm-hmm. it picks off right where. Because I think when we left the movie, we know that Baymax is still alive, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, this one starts off with, with um, Hero uh, finding Baymax's chip. Oh, okay. um, It's really good. Yeah, it's it pays homage to the, to the original movie, and then uh, kind of makes you think Tadashi might not be uh, completely gone. I'm hoping, you know... I know a lot of people keep having him as theories and stuff. I just really hope they keep him dead, to be honest. <laughs> Not to sound cold hearted. Uh, I just right. It it was the whole sure driving force of him, hero becoming a hero. So that's true. Did you hear the rumor that he was going to come back as a villain in the next, in like a sequel? Yeah, that that rumor had been floating around since like the first movie ended for some reason. I don't. I really hope not. Me too. Yeah, that would be a little much, I feel. It would be like Mufasa coming back to life to kill Simba or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible ending that'd be. <laughs> he, the, the, cloud, the cloud Mufasa coming down to, to get yeah. him. <laughs> Alright, well I'm jumping over to Character of the Week, which this week is the genie from Aladdin. Because it is Aladdin's 25th anniversary today. The day we're recording this. So he is voiced by Robin Williams in the original. And he's voiced by Dan Castellaneta from... uh, In the Return of Jafar. And in the Aladdin cartoon series. Um, He's the one who plays Homer Simpson in The Simpsons. Um, So he also does the Genie and like the Kingdom Hearts games and stuff. So let's see here. Um... I have some trivia on him. And I actually have to pull up the rest of it. So unprepared. Alright, so I also got this new book as well as the character dossier files. I have I have a book that I saw at the store the other day. It's called Disney's Who's Who. An A to Z of Disney characters. And it's huge. It's like 400 some pages. Jeez. Of, of just Disney characters. Has it got all of them? <laughs> yeah, got a good chunk of them, I'd say. Um, That's a lot. I mean, it has up through Zootopia. It was released this year, so it has... Let me see if it has Moana in here, too. It should. Good thing is it's organized by movie in alphabetical order, so I can just try to find the movie. Yep, Moana's in here as well. So. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty updated. It's just now out of... It's not updated now because there's no Coco. But... um, Yeah, yeah, so in what this book says here, as we get into it, this book has a... uh, Some did-you-know trivia here. Let's see. 
Okay, did you know the genie was designed to look like a living cloud of smoke? Huh. I'd say most no. people probably kind of got that gist from when he comes out of the thing. Though. But yeah, it's supposed to look something like like that. Um, in a deleted concept from Aladdin, it was revealed that the peddler from the beginning of the movie, you know, who sings Arabian Nights, yeah. was the genie. Uh, that's a famous bit of trivia that everybody likes to say. It's voiced by Robin Williams as well. Um, mo- many of the genie's lines were improvised by Robin Williams in the first movie. Let's see. He... Uh, the the genie's lamp can also be seen on Mama Odie's houseboat in The Princess and the Frog. So that's cool. Um, let's see. Other, um, other actors that were considered for the voice of the genie uh, George Wint, John Goodman, Eddie Murphy, John Candy, Rodney Dangerfield, Dan Aykroyd, and Steve Martin. Eric Goldberg once said he always imagined the genie being Jewish. And they said that could be why the genie sometimes uses Yiddish phrases. Uh, in Aladdin and the King of Thieves, genie turned into one of Robin Williams' characters, Mrs. Doubtfire, while trying to cheer up Jasmine. Uh, I don't remember the third movie that much for Aladdin, to be honest. He is one of the several Disney characters to break the fourth wall, you know, knowing he's in a movie. Uh, Robin Williams refused to reprise his role in The Return of Jafar because he had an agreement with Disney to not exaggerate his role, but they broke it as Genie appeared as the biggest part of Aladdin and merchandising. Hmm. Hey, he's one of the best parts of the movie. I feel like you gotta... Gotta I was gonna say he's gotta like he's gotta have a big part of feel because he's he carries that movie I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, he you know he's mentioned in Once Upon a Time. Um, he appears in the you know video games Kingdom Hearts. He appears in the parks. He was in Disney Infinity. Disney Magic Kingdoms, the game. Yes, made lots of uh, appearances. And he's going to be played by Will Smith in the live-action film. So That's our character of the week. Not much, really. I thought there would be more on the genie, to be honest. But not so much. So we'll go over to Logan. You've been playing Battlefront 2. What is your thoughts? Uh, so... There's been, and I, I, there's some that agree that the the story itself uh, is predictable. But I think for the most part, I think if you're in any kind of universe like that, I mean that's like playing the Harry Potter stuff for mm-hmm. uh, any of those video games that have a storyline that you're used to. I think predictability is kind of the uh, the norm. But the multiplayer part is fascinating. Um, just the fact that I mean you can fight multiple. I think it's I mean, 20 people or something that you're shooting uh, in a multiplayer uh, realm. It kind of reminds me, actually, of uh, Call of Duty kind of Warfront and uh, being able to interact as the characters and the characters enter the, the maps and you, you gain points, so you're trying to get as many characters unlocked that you can to, to use them in that uh, gameplay. But um, I think it, it's definitely an upgrade from the last one. Uh, but you know, did you, have I wasn't... First, did you have the first one? Yeah, the first okay. one I just the first one I didn't like at all. Um, it was just 
I don't know. I, I couldn't, I couldn't get hooked on it. Um, but the second one I could see easily being better than the second or the first. Yeah, I, I like that they have all of the eras in the second one. You know. Um, yeah. Now I've heard it is tough to unlock people like Darth Vader and stuff. Um, you know, unlike the first game where you can get him. You know, you don't have to do anything special. I heard you have to do something special to unlock them. I haven't actually been able to play, so I don't. I'm not. I don't really know. Yeah, it's like the uh, you gain points based on on kill. I mean, what you are able to accomplish. You get mm-hmm. missions that you're able to accomplish in multiplayer. But um, the one complaint a lot of people have is there's just there's not really a reward system. I mean, it just kind of gives you points, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, well. You know, and then you can't unlock him, and I think it frustrates people because it, it you're not sure where the points are coming from, and okay. um, that that's been the biggest complaint I think. And then we had a couple people in line in front of us um, actually bringing the game back because the kid said the that the systems kept crashing on it, and he didn't want to play it anymore because he's getting frustrated with it. Oh wow! So they were having different problems with being able to get maps or something that he encountered that was not pleasant, but. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's a much better game than the first. Yeah, now my my first one doesn't work anymore. Like uh, I was trying to play it in this over the summer, and I guess the disc got scratched or something because it, it it just won't read it on my PlayStation anymore. Hmm. It'll like try to in, it'll try to install it on there, and then like we'll be playing it like that. How the first one always opened up with you on Hoth as like you know, fighting Darth Vader or whatever, yeah. or being Darth yep. Vader. And then it would just keep crashing. So I couldn't play yeah. it anymore. So I'm hoping to get the second one sometime, maybe around Christmas or something, but definitely want to play as Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. He's in it. And, um, he, he shows up every once in a while and it's, it's cool to see the new generation come in. So. Awesome. Yeah, who do you usually play as on on your game when you play well, online? Are you playing like as... when you play multiplayer? Yeah, when you play multiplayer, you got to get a certain amount of points, and I, I just started playing it, so I you have to. Uh, I use a stormtrooper. So do you get to choose uh, like what era you are in when you're online, or is it just randomly put you in one? Like there are like different maps that you can choose, but oh, okay. um, in different eras that obviously those characters would be in or would not be in, but. I mean, until you get points, you can't really do much. I mean, you got to be the basic uh, on-ground characters. You can't be yeah. some of the other ones that you want to be. But um, that's the thing. It's kind of frustrating. But because uh, you know, right? Like you said, the first one you open up and you have, I think, all of them. Maybe yeah, you do. The you, characters. Yeah, you have them all, and you can do like a. I know offline you can do a heroes mode. Um, yeah, yeah. We can play as all of them, and then online, you know, you would. Yeah, you would get a certain amount of kills, and then it would say, hey, you have the opportunity to be this guy or whatever, and then you just choose to play as him. Something like that. Yeah. But all you didn't have to unlock characters. They were always unlocked. Yeah, yeah this one, this one, I think they, they wanted to make it a little, like, a challenge to get these characters. But um, it's interesting. And then you gotta, uh, you got to unlock different attachments and things like that to different... Um, guns and everything else so it's interesting blasters and stuff like that so cool alright and then we'll go over to our Coco review I'll let you go first on this one 
All right. So I always that, let the guests go first. <laughs> yeah. So um, going into it, like I said, it was you. You kind of you kind of had the feeling it would be like a coming of age thing, but it, it just wasn't. It was. Uh, it had everything that a Pixar movie has. It's got uh, family values, it has heart and, and love, and um, I guess sacrifice. Uh, and it was just. I think it was brilliantly done. I mean, the the visuals were stunning. The, the characters were really likable. I mean, you had characters that you could attach to easily. Um, they had that trusty sidekick, uh, Dante. Yep. Um, they had everything that you want in a Pixar movie. But I think what we've discussed some um, is that the originality of it, the storyline that it follows, is nothing like uh, what Pixar has done before. So I think that makes it way more enjoyable. I think it's a storyline that takes some... Uh, unexpected like characteristics on it and, and some turns that it'll take and uh i, I really enjoyed it I, I love the movie it became my favorite easily um gave good tribute to the mexican culture but what do you think about it yeah i loved it i i i i'm at a loss of words i guess um when i first saw yeah. it, you know like like i said when you're watching it um I just love. I dug the feel of it like almost immediately. You know, having the music like when they did the. Let me tell you one thing that got you in the right mindset for it and the right mood for it, is the opening castle. You know how they always do the castle shot, yeah. for a Disney movie, and it was all like mariachi type, uh, Mexican music instead of um, the normal Walt Disney like. Theme there, um, right. it got you in the you know mindset of it. I thought the. <clears throat> the opening of it where they're setting stuff up was enjoyable. Uh, but once they actually get into the the main part of the story, um, I don't think it's a spoiler really to say that he, you know, the trailer show, he does go to the other side with, you know, all the um, dead people, like an afterlife. Right. And that's when the, the movie really starts picking up and it gets just really fun really enjoyable um i i would liken it to i mean for me it's the best one since toy story 3 pixar wise even though i really enjoyed inside out but i think this ranks above it for me and yeah yeah and and i liken it more to up you know because okay here's the thing like pixar movies people usually you know, say, well, Pixar movies are like, what if toys had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if monsters had feelings? What if fish had feelings? You know what I'm saying? Like, they always took something. What if cars had feelings? You know, and they, like, done their spin on, well, this time we're going to take bugs. This time we're going to take monsters or fish. But, like, this one was more like Up, which was more of a human story that had a lot of, like, heart and, um... You know, like, I'm trying to explain it that way. I don't know if it's coming across well. But, you know, like, it was just very not your usual Pixar fare, I'd say. Um, which were always unique uh, stuff. But it was also cool to just get, like, a different culture in there. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen a movie that is completely about a different culture, but yet I can still relate to it almost 100% because it's about family and it's about um you know uh 
family. It's about uh, music, which most people can relate to, I'd say. You know, most people listen to music. And um, something like that, instead of just the same usual, normal movie stuff we get, you know, um, which are usually based around American, like, white culture, which... I relate to because I'm white, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to get something different and just have a different feel to it, but yet it doesn't feel foreign because like I said, it's about that family, uh, ties, which everybody can relate to. Right. And I think that you're right. Like the appreciation of what music is, especially in Mexican culture, it's stunning. Like you want to get up and dance in the theater. That's yeah, how good definitely. it was. Like that. Remember me was great. And then there's a different version of it. Uh, mm-hmm. which we'll get into, I imagine, the spoilers. But um, it, it's just, it's fantastic that the uh, culture is embraced and it shows, because um, what is it? It's the Dia, uh, Day of the Dead. Yeah, Day of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Day of the Dead. So <laughs> I don't want to try to, I'm sorry, I don't want to try it in Spanish. It's Dia de Muertos, I think. But um, it was fantastic. Like, just the culture, the visuals. I mean, um, the... Play, the, the setting that it takes place when he when he starts out on the living side, um, mm-hmm. it just embraces everything about Mexican culture, and I imagine that they're proud of something that shows us as Americans, um, because everybody's going to see that movie um, yeah. worldwide too. So I think it's a good prideful film that they'll take great pride in, unlike the Norwegians who I think kind of dislike Frozen because it's not as accurate as they liked it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's different. Yeah, but. yeah and I, I like that it actually taught me about the Day of the Dead, too. I don't know much about it, you know, but, like, there's times where they're, like, putting the flowers or, like, the leaves, you know, um, on the, the, the petals on the floor, mm-hmm. and, and the mom's explaining to the younger child or something that, you know, we do this so they can, you know, find their way to us. And, you know, stuff that, like, I didn't really, I didn't do, like, my research before I went in you know either i didn't look it up but right you know they did teach me stuff while i was there but it didn't feel like okay we got to teach you about this it seemed natural yep. yeah, and i just, think that's yeah. where pixar misses so much like uh like te- that teaching i mean toy story teaches you a life lesson but mm-hmm. then they get away from it they've gotten away from it and it you know it becomes your stereotypical pixar movie but for as far as this one i mean you you name it and it had it in it i mean it talks about betrayal it talks about um you know all sorts of things that disney never really tries to tackle in a mature way i think that's what else blew my mind is that for how mature that understanding of that film is and the kids loved it Mm -hmm. so yeah this is one of the first times in a while that at the end of the movie my theater applauded Really? Yeah, and I don't, you know, I understand that, like, uh, you know, you like it, so you clap or whatever, but it's not like they can hear you, because it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's not like, a, you know, uh, when you go to a concert or something. But yeah. it was just like, as soon as it went off, like, everybody, like, applauded. There was people, you know, like, uh, I feel like everybody was reaching for the tissues or the napkins in the theater, too. Yeah, you can hear them crinkling up. You can definitely hear him crinkling up next yeah. to us. So, and, I, and that's the thing here. They do clap after a lot of the Disney films here. But this one, I mean, they, I, I thought people were going to give it a standing ovation. I mean, that's how that's how good it was. So, Did you see it in downtown Disney? or? 
Yeah, we saw it at AMC D- Disney Springs. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah, Disney Springs. We actually Springs, went down sorry. there. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, oh, so sorry. You, get, you have a whole different. <laughs> yeah, you have a whole different view of it than I guess because you're with people that are going to see it while on vacation or something. Right. So. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. It was uh, what was it? It was the night before Thanksgiving. Because um, they let it. We get a lot of the movies down here. The Disney stuff, especially, we get it a day earlier than everybody else. Uh, um, and the, the amount of kids that walk out of that theater at 9.30 at night that were singing Remember Me and um, all these other great songs, you could tell that um, they just loved every minute of it. And Disney Springs is also around the theater. It's decorated. Like oh, yeah, Coco. that's right. So you, yep. you, yeah, you, know the, uh, you know those flags that have the cocoa and stuff on it, yeah. the you know, different colored, it's decorated like that. And, but yeah, the people just, I mean, they flock to it. They love it. So. Yeah. What a fun movie. It was just, just enjoyable. Um, so I do, you know, I will wrap up the general part and I guess go to spoilers. But before I do that, I just want to say to people that haven't seen it, you know, go watch it. What are you doing? Um, (laughs) stop wasting time. Go see Coco. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I've seen, I've seen Justice League, and I've seen Coco. Go see Coco. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. It was, it was just. Uh, I don't know the last time. I mean, I walked out of a theater like that. I mean, I, I like, uh, I enjoyed Moana. That was probably the last time, which you know wasn't that long ago, but it was a year ago. But. Um, yep. Pixar-wise, the last time I walked out of a theater feeling like that was was probably Toy Story 3. I cried probably... that's the This is the first time I'd cried as much in a movie since Toy Story 3, I think, too. Um, cause yeah, Toy, no, there, yeah. there are multiple points. <laughs> like I said, the whole last half hour, somebody must have lit a match because the sprinkler system was going off. <laughs> Just... Rolling down my face, you know? Yeah, yeah they had onions in ours. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so, you know, Toy Story 3, the part that I... It wasn't when they're about to get incinerated for me. It was when Andy gave away Woody to Bob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the worst part. And as somebody that was in college at that point, it was relatable. So. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, we'll wrap up the uh, non spoilers here and then uh so we'll just go into our closing and the spoilers will either be after the closing or on a separate podcast so um our twitter is at bt disney podcast facebook is facebook.com backslash behind the dreams podcast instagram is at behind the dreams podcast our youtube channel is behind the dreams podcast we are on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Please rate us on the iTunes store as it helps people find us. And did you want to tell anybody about you, Logan, where you are? Yeah, we, you can find us at the Algaier Adventures. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the wrong, uh, that's that's the wrong line. That's the wrong line. I'm supposed to fill in mine. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I know you can find me at Logan Stump. Um, we, we, we had a blog, but it's kind of died. I'm trying to maybe. Um, Which one? That we, that met behind the castle? Yeah, we met. We met behind the castle Facebook, um, and then at WordPress too. Where we met behind the castle, but Logan Stump on everything, um, Instagram, Twitter, 
that's where they can find me. So. Yeah, and it was your girlfriend's birthday yesterday, right? Yeah, it was. So we went and spent the day in a very busy Magic Kingdom and then went Black Friday shopping in a very busy uh, <laughs> Disney World location. So, uh, yeah. So. Well, happy birthday to Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she had a good day. So we didn't do much. We rode Splash and... Jungle Cruise, uh, right? Jungle, yeah, Jingle Cruise, and then Yo, we that left. Is. So, yeah, well, that was the first time I've seen you see. post with the "We Met Behind the Castle" in a while. So I was like, Yeah, oh. I know. I think people were surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, Oh, so, it's back. <laughs> yeah, you've inspired me. You've inspired me. Good, good. So, just don't be a rival. Be a friend. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we, we can be a partner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Partner blog. Yeah, All right. Well, definitely. yep. We are. Uh, so we're going to be going to spoilers either on a different feed or not or uh, after what we just said. So, you know, if you don't want to hear spoilers of Coco, just turn it off now, and this could be the end of your episode. (laughs) See y'all real soon!